Hello, this is Snigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 8th of February. The madness in Delhi has finally come to an end as Delhiites voted today for their 70-member assembly. According to the Election Commission, a total of 54% voter turnout was recorded till 5.30pm today. Compared to the 2015 assembly polls, the turnout has been quite low. In fact, for the first three hours of polling which began at 8am, the city recorded a meagre 14.7% voter turnout. Meanwhile, Delhi police, for a change, decided to pull up its socks today to ensure safe polling. They deployed at least 40,000 personnel, 19,000 home guards and 190 companies of paramilitary forces across the capital. Apart from this, the Delhi police also set up checking drives and flying squads along with patrolling on boats in the Yamuna. Special security arrangements were made at the anti-CAA protest sites like Shaheen Bagh with the help of volunteers. Yesterday, at least three SHOs of Southeast District were stationed at Shaheen Bagh and the layers of barricades leading up to the site were guarded by the paramilitary forces. Talking of sensitive protest sites, the official handle of BJP Karnataka tweeted out a video of Muslim women holding up their voter identity cards outside a polling booth somewhere in Delhi. The tweet read, and I quote, Keep the documents safe. You will need to show them again during NPR. Unquote. It is important to remember at this point that the Narendra Modi government, including Modi himself, have repeatedly assured people that documents will not be required during the National Population Register process. If you have been following us today on social media, you must have seen how our reporters were all over Delhi trying to bring you live updates. We at News Laundry are a small bunch and everyone works really hard to bring you fresh ground reports. Since we are an independent media organization that does not depend on advertisements, we really need your support. Please subscribe to us. Think of it as doing your bit to keep democracy alive at a time when fake news is often spread by big media houses and representatives of the government themselves. Don't believe me? Read the piece by our reporter Ayush and Alt News's Jignesh refuting the fake news spread by BJP's IT cell head Amit Malviya himself about Shahinbagh women taking money to sit in protest. The report is titled The Truth About Amit Malviya's Shahinbagh Expose. BJP councillor from Indore, Usman Patel, has resigned from the party saying that the new citizenship law discriminates against one community. The leader accused his party of propagating hate politics. Patel, who is a municipal councillor from Khajrana, said he wanted to understand the nitty-gritty of the law from legal experts before making a decision. But after understanding it, he said he is convinced that the law is against Muslims. While resigning, he said he had joined the party because he was inspired by its stalwarts like Atal Bihari Vajpayee. Over the last few weeks, hundreds of members of the party's minority cell have resigned over the contentious citizenship law across Madhya Pradesh. The Karnataka State Commission for Protection of Child Rights has called out the state police for questioning the students of Shaheen School after they staged a play against the Citizenship Amendment Act. The school's head teacher and the parent of a child were arrested on the grounds that the play was seditious and inflammatory in nature. The child rights body lambasted the district police for violating the norms under the Juvenile Justice Act. It has also asked the police to stop questioning the school children. The chairperson of the commission, Anthony Sebastian, said an atmosphere of fear was created at the Shaheen Urdu Medium Primary School because of the questioning. The police had filed sedition charges based on a complaint by an ABVP activist. 
It's been days since they've been questioning the young students, including a nine-year-old child. The police claim that the students from classes 4, 5 and 6 insulted Prime Minister Narendra Modi. The Child Welfare Committee of Bidar District 2 had sent a notice to the police about the incident. The committee said it was making sure that the child whose mother has been arrested is being taken care of. The bail applications of the two women arrested in the case will be heard on February 11th. Senior leader of the People's Democratic Party, Naeem Akhtar, has been booked under the Public Safety Act, making him the sixth politician from Jammu and Kashmir to be slapped with the PSA. PSA is a law that allows detention ranging from three months to two years without a trial. Only two days ago, the government had booked former Jammu and Kashmir chief ministers Mehbooba Mufti and Omar Abdullah under the same act. And it was done barely hours before their six-month-long preventive detention was supposed to end. Meanwhile, two national conference leaders, Mubarak Gul and Tanvir Sadiq, have been shifted to their residences from the MLA hostel sub-jail. Yesterday, the national conference had condemned the slapping of PSA against the party vice president Omar Abdullah, general secretary Ali Muhammad Sagar and others. The party said the atrocious move is yet another blatant illustration of the centre's high-handedness. The six Jammu and Kashmir politicians who have been slapped with PSA are Omar Abdullah, Mehbooba Mufti, Farooq Abdullah, Naeem Akhtar, Ali Muhammad Sagar and Sartaj Madani. National Conference President Farooq Abdullah has been under the PSA for the last six months. To know more about this law, do read Ritika Jain's piece on News Laundry titled Lawless Law. How the Public Safety Act has become a tool of repression in Kashmir. Anil Ambani, the brother of Asia's richest man, has pleaded poverty in his dispute with three Chinese banks seeking close to $700 million in defaulted loans. Ambani said that the value of his investments had collapsed and that his net worth was zero after taking into account his liabilities. He claimed he does not hold any meaningful assets which can be liquidated for the purposes of the proceedings against him. The lawsuit was filed by three state-controlled Chinese banks which argued that they provided a loan of $925 million to Ambani's Reliance Communications in 2012 with the condition that he personally guarantee the debt. Reliance Communications had filed for bankruptcy last year. On Friday evening, the judge had ordered Ambani to put up $100 million into the court's account within six weeks. But Ambani's lawyer had argued that the court shouldn't order his client to make a payment that he cannot cover. The lawyer argued that an order requiring him to do so would hinder his ability to defend himself in the case. A Thai soldier has shot dead many people in and around the city of Korat, northeast of Bangkok. A defence ministry spokesperson said that the shooter attacked his boss before opening fire at a military camp, a Buddhist temple and a shopping centre. According to reports, the suspect is hiding in the basement of a shopping centre as we record this podcast. Local media are reporting at least 12 deaths. The incident is still ongoing. The gunman, identified by police as Sergeant Major Jakapan Thoma, stole an army vehicle and also posted photos and a video of himself in full tactical gear as he carried out the attack. Videos and photos circulating online showed panicked scenes with people fleeing and what appeared to be the sound of automatic gunfire filling the air. Police said that they have sealed off the shopping mall but are yet to capture the gunman. Thailand has one of the highest rates of gun ownership in the world, but mass shootings by soldiers targeting civilians are quite rare. Now for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. 
Remember the TV news anchor who did an entire show wearing a ridiculous looking astronaut suit during the launch of Chandrayaan 2? He also recently made news when he tried to visit Shaheen Bagh with Z News's Sudhir Chaudhary and both of them were not allowed to enter. Well, he turned out to be quite a sport and Abhinandan managed to interview him last week. If you liked our Vivek Agnihotri interview then you're surely going to love this one. The full interview is behind the paywall and you know what you have to do to access it. Subscribe people. Go to www.newslaundry.com and click on the subscribe button on the top right corner of the website. The most affordable plan starts as low as 300 bucks a month. So please go on and do the honors. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you on Monday. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.